0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of NFL East Podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast on Podbeam, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Facebook, join our NFL East Facebook group. YouTube. Hello, YouTube. Everybody watching live on YouTube, how y'all doing? Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at Mr. McDolphin73. And make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. What's up, Rich?
1: Hey, another good weekend of football for the NFC East, unless you're a Cowboys or a Dolphins fan.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Everybody we, else, t- we we took the blow, didn't we? Uh yeah. every team in the NFL East won this week, except my Cow- your cowboys and my dolphins. So
1: yeah, craziness. Pretty yeah. crazy,
0: but um, it was some uh, some pretty good games, though. I mean, some pretty cool games we get to break down and uh, talk about.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. that think the uh, the NFC East and the AFC East are just dominating teams right now. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah. It's they're cool. dominating the NFL, honestly. So,
0: right, right, yeah, definitely. So, what we're gonna do tonight is what we do every Tuesday. We are going to do our segment called takeaways from the East week six edition. We will look back at every game played from all eight teams that make up the NFL East Um, and just give it, give, we'll talk about our takeaways. Would you come away with it? Do you, um, I, I think, I mean, when we get to the Cowboys game, I learned a lot about the Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? I I mean, I told you on Thursday I I did personally. Um, I think they played great. Um, I think they hung in there with one of the best teams in the NFL and their defense is dominant straight across the board. They've proven that. And, um, I, I mean, what I said was if Dak Prescott plays, they win. If they don't, they don't win. And if, if he would have played, I I think they would have came away with that win and, they're going to play later on in the year. That's the, that's the thing about playing teams in your division. You get to see them again. So, yeah. um, I think Dak will be playing in that game, and uh, and well, and it will be in Dallas. <laughs> so that right. you know that that's that not going to hurt a yeah. lot too. But uh, yeah.
1: yeah, I would say the Cooper Cooper Rush era looks like it's closing. Looks like it's that is done for now.
0: Yeah, but I, I still think people just uh, don't need to knock on him because he he done oh, yeah. a great job. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, he absolutely. did a great job. He, he did have some pretty bad turnovers in this game. But um, other than that, he, he played really well, got some uh, Ws for the Cowboys while Dak Prescott was hurt. So, you know, I mean, that's, yeah, it, if it, you can ask for nothing more from your backup quarterback.
1: So. Yeah, I will not hate on Cooper Rush. Uh, he had a terrible game uh, against the Eagles. But uh, if you would have told me he would have gone 4-1 and one in the absence of press, uh, Dak Prescott, I will take that 99 out of 99 times. So right, exactly. Yeah, Exactly. But it sucks to lose to the Eagles, though.
0: Yeah. Understandable. Understandable. Believe me, I know last week the Dolphins got blown out by the Jets. <laughs> so, you know, it's the same well, sort of it's the same sort of, you know, um rival. So in your yeah, division. We, well,
1: we have to recognize the Jets is a really good team because they're they yeah, that's did the uh, same thing to Green Bay.
0: Right, exactly. And that's the game I'm getting ready to get into um, to kick off Takeaways from the East. So let's do it. Ready? Takeaways from the East. All right. Week six edition. Yeah, Jets went to Lambeau Field um, and came out with the big win, 27-10. Um, Quentin Williams is a bad, bad man. <laughs> that whole defensive line is is some uh, pretty bad boys, but Quentin Williams is, he's a bad man. He ended up with two sacks, three quarterback hits, two tackles for loss, and just throw in there a blocked field goal. <laughs> because, right. you know, because that's what he does. The Jets defensive line owned, owned the line of scrimmage all day long. Just dominated uh, that uh, Green Bay uh, offensive line Jets uh the jets defense basically lived in the backfield with Aaron Rodgers uh, sacking him four times and overall five tackles for loss so when you dominate in the trenches up front like that um it, it's you're gonna go a long way you know you're gonna go a long way so and that's what they did they kept Aaron Rodgers frustrated and stayed in his face. And uh, yeah, yeah, one they won the battle of the trenches there. Yeah, they the absolutely. Line.
1: They absolutely did. Uh, it's it's hard to recall how many you know watching Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay just really get snuffed out on their offense. <laughs> um, they're so, they're really struggling right now, but uh, uh, love to see it. <laughs> right, love to see it for sure. Um, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have any quality high quality receivers yet. They're too young. They're not a. Uh, uh, he does have some good receivers. Ro- Ro- Romeo is going to be good, but they're just they're not there yet. And uh, yeah, if you can you can dominate the line of scrimmage like the way the Jets did. Um, yeah, they're a good team. Bro. And Sauce Gardner did a great job as well.
0: Well, yeah, that's my next point. Sauce Gardner had another good game, shutting down basically every Green Bay no-name receiver. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. They just, they, uh, yeah he just um he he allowed no big plays and that's what you ask of your of your number one cB um is just to shut down the big play of course aaron rodgers didn't have a whole lot of time to line anything up um i think it would have been a lot different you know if there was the Devonte adams or something like that we would have seen a whole lot different play but you know this is a Green Bay team that is without that true number one wide receiver right now. On offense, the Jets uh, relied on the rookie again. <laughs> Running back Bryce Hall got twenty carries, dominated. There is no splitting, splitting runs with anybody else. Twenty carries, one hundred and sixteen yards, and a touchdown.
1: Yeah, so. that's impressive against the uh, Green Bay, who has a so- pretty solid defense. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, have great. one of the better defenses around. So, right, um, but that team is really struggling. Green Bay is. Uh, We'll see. You always expect Aaron Rodgers to pull it together and make the magic happen, but um, yeah, losing to the Jets after losing to the Giants with the week before, uh, you got to say they're reeling. Green Bay is reeling, and Jets are definitely on the rise.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers. He talked after the game and basically said, you know, he kind of. I don't know. I don't like the wording he used, but he he said the coaches, they work hard every week at putting a game plan together and if these are the guys that you think, you know, if you if you think you have the right guys, basically saying that, you know, I guess he's questioning whether they have the right players on offense, but it, he's he basically said if you think as the coaching staff that we got the right personnel in here, then you all got to dumb it down and get back to the basics. You know, and because you're asking them to do stuff they can't do right now. Like you said, these these guys should develop into decent um at least number 2 wide receivers, maybe, you know, maybe number 1, but but I think Aaron Aaron Rodgers feels like they're being asked to do something they just can't do because yeah. they're not getting open for him at all.
1: So right, which is what I think it is. They need to um uh, rely more on the running game, uh which is you know, you got Aaron Rodgers, you don't want to rely on your running game, but um, until, until that team gets up to speed, I think that's probably their best option, but. Um. All right.
0: I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's multiple teams, multiple teams, including this Jets team that we're going to talk about tonight, that that's what they do, rely on their running game and play really good defense, and that's how they're winning games. You know, uh, so maybe it's time, I understand you have Aaron Rodgers, but maybe it's time To rely on that running game a little bit more because Aaron Rodgers can't throw the ball, run down there and catch the ball. He needs somebody to throw it to that has some space. So maybe, maybe they do just need to get back to the basics. You know? Yeah.
1: I don't know. Maybe he's got something Hmm. there. Yeah, he can buy. He can buy some candles for him or something. Uh, Right. He's into that holistic stuff. So. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Which.
0: Yeah. There ain't Uh, no wrong with
1: that. Did you catch uh, Sauce Gardner wearing that cheese head as he's walking off the out of the stadium?
0: Yeah, I thought that was pretty. I thought that was pretty, pretty funny. I guess
1: I mean, they're in, yeah. Uh, I'm sure Green Bay didn't like it, but hey, right. put some points up. How about that?
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. So, exactly.
1: I like. All right. Well, I'm off for trolling. I'm all for trolling <laughs> <all for> <laughs> the right. Green Bay Packers for sure.
0: Right. Exactly. All right. Well, let's keep going. Um, there was a game from the Washington Commanders, and they won. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they finally won a game. Uh, they played the Bears and came out on top 12-7. to 7. W- What about this game, Rich?
1: Yeah, so uh, uh, the big takeaway I get from this game is I'm not sure, uh, is Justin Fields the quarterback for the future for Chicago and is Carson Wentz the future quarterback for uh, Washington? Because they both don't look like franchise quarterbacks to me. Right. Um, but Washington, like I said before, when, when Dallas played them, that's a good team. I mean, that, that, yeah. defense, that defense is fine. Uh, right. Um, their offense is not bad, but Carson Wentz just not a, he, he's, he's not a passing quarterback. He's not good enough to be a passing quarterback and I don't think Justin Fields is either. Um, uh, yeah, this is his second year, uh, Chicago invested a ton of draft picks in Justin Fields. So, I don't know if they made the right choice there.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, you you want to hope, I think that Justin Fields develops into that quarterback, you know, your franchise quarterback, but don't we don't we already know that Carson Wentz kind of isn't that guy? I mean, I don't know. I, I know we're not going to see him for the next what, three to four weeks. He's
1: right, at least probably out. at least four to five weeks. He broke his ring finger. I, yeah. I, I I'm assuming so, uh, and he didn't have a terrible game. Um, uh, I, I took a stat here, but, um, but that was a sludge fest. Also, that was another Thursday night football game that uh, uh, fans of football just hate to watch because it's not fun <laughs> That's but, right, exactly. you know what I mean but right I, I'm sold on Washington's Washington's defensive line I think they're good I think I think they are can cause problems um uh, it'll be interesting to see uh without Carson Wentz how they play see if they uh they get a little bit of spark there but but um uh, let's see Brian Robinson got his first touchdown the only touchdown for the Washington uh commanders uh Came back, he, uh, he had 17 touches for 60 yards and a touchdown. A game-winning touchdown, I guess you could say. Um, nice. So good for him. Good for Brian Robinson Jr. to come back and uh, uh, hopefully he has a great rest of the year, for sure. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Uh, if you're looking at quarterbacks, I those two just don't look like NFL quarterbacks. Any. Carson Wentz anymore, he did, of course, at one point, but he doesn't look like that now. And uh, I don't know. Justin Fields... Not impressed. Not an impressive quarterback. So right. Yeah,
0: it's kind of kind of iffy. Yep. Kind of iffy there. Um, yeah, one of those games that kind of just drug along, you know.
1: Sure. Yep.
0: But well, this next game sure did not drag along. The Ravens went to MetLife Stadium and it got beat. The G-man pulled it off 24 to 20. You know playing good defense and not turning the ball over staying in the game keeping it close and sometime in the fourth quarter someone on your team steps up makes the big play to win the game that's what the giants have been doing all season that's what they've been doing um that's that's almost like their plan is just you know because they they've played really good teams you know so sure. far and they've played pretty you know they've played good teams and they're like If we could just play hard, not turn the ball over, good defense, stick around in the fourth quarter, I'm going to need somebody. I mean, we've seen Daniel Jones do it a couple different times. We've seen Saquon Barkley be that that burst, you know, um, that they needed. And uh, on the, you know, in like week one, I believe, in the two-point conversion, things like that. But this Sunday, it was different. No, it wasn't Daniel Jones. It wasn't even Saquon Barkley. Kayvon Thibodeau with 90 seconds left in the game come rushing off the right side, hit Lamar Jackson with a strap,
1: uh, uh, sack, strip, strip, strip
0: sack. sack with a strip sack recovered by the G men to ice the game. It was beautiful. And, and you know, you know me because Kayvon, Kayvon was hurt the whole beginning of the year, you know what I'm saying? So we're and and I was following him on the injury reports, and I'm like, okay, he's coming back. Okay, he's coming back, you know. And he he came back a couple games ago, but he came back still injured, playing with injury, you know what I'm saying? And now he's he going into this game, he's like, I'm completely healthy, I'm ready to go, I feel better than I felt all all year. And the big man gets his first sack in this game, so to ice the game, to be that player that steps up for them in the fourth quarter and closes this game out. So, so Kayvon is a, he's a bad man. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that as the year goes on, um, as the year goes on. So, uh, I think yeah, here. Right. I think he
1: missed his first three or four games. I think, uh, so uh, yeah, uh, getting a sack on Lamar Jackson there in a crucial time period, uh, point of the game. Um, it'll be interesting to see what these power rankings when they come out, um, where where are gonna, people going to put the Giants? Uh, like you said, they've beaten quality teams. They beat Green Bay and they've beaten Baltimore back to back. That is that's that's a impressive stat. But are they a top ten team? Are we for real? I I said they're earlier before the season started was five six seven games. They're right. five and one. They're right there. Yeah, um, yeah. So certainly, so, I like mean, the they're going to and... blow
0: you. They're going to blow your predictions to pieces unless they lose out. So yeah, and I I don't see them doing it because their their schedule start is going to get a little easier now. You know they're going to play a a little bit lesser teams. They're they're going to be going into games starting this week coming up in week seven where they're picked to win the game. So you know, I mean, you know, so I mean,
1: yeah, I feel like as long as uh, Barkley is healthy, uh, he's having such a great season. I I, right. uh, you gotta put him in in the talks right now for, for MVP players. Right, right. They won't give it to a running back, but still you gotta Yeah, and Daniel Jones up. is
0: playing like he's playing for a job. You know what I'm saying? He's and and that's what they need. They they need him. He can use his legs. He's he is a special runner, I think. He does have good legs, he makes good decisions. He's not turning the ball over. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He's not turning the ball over. You have your big play, um in big play guy on the offense. And this defense is strong. This defense is – is and as they get healthier, you know, with Kayvon being 100% and, you know, a, a couple other guys, their defense is, is only going to get better as the year goes on. And that's kind of scary, I think, if you have to play the G-men. So that's, you know.
1: Right. Uh, and they don't really have any wide receivers. <laughs> Uh, right. they're, they're doing all of this without really a you know down the field passing game at all. Right. Uh by the
0: way, Wandale Robinson, um, the kid from Kentucky, University of Kentucky, got his first touchdown also in this game. So, oh, nice. nice. Yeah. So he stepped up. Now he, he should develop into a good slot receiver, but he's not, he's not. I mean, I don't think he's a true number one. He's not a number one, but he's a good number two or number three as so, he develops. Right. So. Yeah. But he did get his his first touchdown in the NFL in this game also. So yeah, it was it was pretty cool for Kayvon, and then Wondell was nice to see. So all right, well let's keep yep. going. Um uh, speaking of some good teams, we had the Buffalo Bills took on the Chiefs at in Arrowhead. So the Bills came out on top, twenty-four to twenty, in a really good game. What do you got here, Rich?
1: Yeah, I think uh, most people probably thought this was going to be an offensive shootout. Uh, you got the, probably the two highest offensive powerhouse teams right now, but it's really a defensive struggle. Like the, the defenses for both of these teams showed up. Um, I think uh, I think the score at halftime was ten to ten. Um, uh, it was almost the last the last team to have the ball. Was going to win it almost. Right. Uh, Mahomes threw the ball away at the last second there, but right. Um, but Josh Allen looking like an MVP. I mean, uh, he was 27 for 40, 329 yards, three touchdowns, um, uh, one hurdle. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somebody needs to take him out when he does that stuff though. What are you doing? Uh, right. But uh, he that's how he plays. So, what are you going to do? Right. Uh yeah, Mahomes played as well. He played good as well, 25 for 40, 338. Um, two interceptions on his part though. So he kind of maybe underperformed Josh Allen a little bit. But really you could see some good defense watching this game. Cause uh yeah, yeah. It, um, a
0: lot of people thought it was gonna 40, you know, two 40 burgers or 38 to 40 or something like that. Not the way these defenses were playing. You you're not putting up 40, 40 points on neither one of these defenses. I'm sorry. yeah, I don't care how good you are offensively. These defenses yeah. came to play.
1: They really did. Uh, uh, Like I said, Mahomes had two interceptions, but Kansas City had, they forced uh, Buffalo out on downs. Uh, I think at least once, maybe twice. Um, so pretty stout defenses all the way around. Um, yeah, you got to give Buffalo the best team in the league. Uh, Kansas City is right up there, but at the moment, the Bills are on all cylinders. So. Right, right. It's hard I mean, to they look. did
0: – the the Bills did beat the Chiefs in the regular season last year also. And sure. then lost to them in the playoffs. But I think this game, you know, w- one thing we asked in the offseason when the Bills signed uh, Von Miller was, is he that piece to push them over the edge? I'll tell you what, in this game he looked like he was that piece. He did. He had, <laughs> you know what was- I'm saying? Because he showed up. He showed up and, you know, I mean –
1: yeah, Von Miller had two sacks in this game, so he was a terror on the on the line on the defensive. He had there. two
0: sacks, but he was back there a whole lot more than twice.
1: <laughs> oh, right, right. Oh, yeah, that was just <laughs> and, right, you know, exactly. And Pat Mahomes got is to the, the house twice. To Yeah, right, exactly. not the easiest person to sack. There, he's pretty mobile. But yeah,
0: um, they, well, that uh, that interception Mahomes threw, Von Miller was in the face of Mahomes, uh, you know, when he threw that. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh You know. Teams passed up on Von Miller this year. I think, you know, I know Dallas did. They didn't want to pay him. But uh, that dudes he, right? he's an elite player, even at this stage in his career, sort of the back end of his career. He's still an elite player. Um, definitely could be that game changer like you were talking about. Like, is this going to, uh, you know, might give the Bills the home field advantage in the playoffs. So. Right. Yeah. That, that might be the difference maker for them. And. Yeah. Yeah. They're and they're a potent team. It's hard to really find a lot of fault with with really either of those teams, but the Bills especially.
0: Right, exactly. Um, well, uh, speaking of really good defenses, this next game, I got to tell you, man, I I got to give this team here some props. Of course, I'm talking about the New England Patriots. They went to Cleveland to take on the Browns and came away with a 38 to 15 victory. You know last week the the Pats beat the league's top scoring offense and this week they beat the league's top running back holding Nick Chubb to 56 yards. This defense is for real man. This is this is your straight up Bill Belichick and it's and typical Bill Belichick the defense seems to get better and better and better every week. You know what I'm saying? It's Earth, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Also last week, I said the Pats won the game because of their great defensive play and their strong running game. And this game's a different story. But although both of those things were true in this game, the Pats won this game because of the strong play from their backup rookie quarterback, Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi went off, man. 24 for 34, 309 yards, two touchdowns connecting with, here's the big thing, because we all know that New England Patriots don't have that true number one receiver where he passed the ball around, connecting with eight different receivers, eight different either running backs or receiver combos, people uh, catching the ball from eight different targets. Pretty amazing for a rookie out of Western Kentucky. And this is a second good game. Well, I believe last week he played good. This week he played dominant. He played smart. He played not only smart but it, it kind of next level play you know this is what you want to see him develop into and we're seeing it in his second game it's pretty amazing um really good play by the rookie Bailey's app in this game
1: uh yeah absolutely um uh, uh playing smart and being super effective against a really a pretty good Cleveland defense that front line is yeah. pretty good uh yeah. yeah their DBs are good as well um uh, yeah, it's impressive. Two games in a row after Matt Jones gets gets uh, hurt. So I'm going to save this for Brandon, but I, I can remember when uh, uh, uh Patriots starting quarterback got injured and a guy came in to replace him. His name's Tom Brady.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah.
1: The guy that got hurt was Drew Bledsoe, and that was the last time he, Drew Bledsoe played for the Patriots there. So right, which yeah. I don't think is going to be the case with Matt Jones, but. Right, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: you, you definitely don't know the thing. The thing is, um, Zappi's just playing really smart football. And when Mac Jones was playing the beginning of this year, he was turning the ball over. He was throwing some interceptions. He, you know, uh, now uh, uh, Bailey Zappi did fumble the ball one time in this game, but it ended up not hurting the Patriots at all. So, you yeah. know, it, it ended up. So, um, I. I don't know. I I don't see. I don't know what to do. I I think that Zappy definitely is playing well enough for Bill Belichick to question. At least, what do I want to do? You know what I'm saying? Whether he wants to stick with Mac or, or, um, or move on. I I he's at least you know he's at least. And you don't have you don't have to be in a rush to bring Mac back with Zappi playing like this, you know, oh. you can make sure he's hundred percent healthy first. So that's a big thing too. Yeah.
1: And I would definitely ride the hot hand there for a little bit uh, and give, give Mac Jones time to get to hundred percent and then bring him back, which I, I'm sure they will, but it's a good problem to have if you're in New England. Right. Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty nice. And uh cowboy fans would uh, know a little bit about that. Cause they, their guy came in, you know, they're, Backup quarterback came in and and won them some games, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So,
1: yeah. Although I think I have a feeling Zappy's probably got a lot uh, a brighter future, I think, <laughs> than uh Cooper Rush does. But maybe you know, we'll see. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, I mean, Cooper's yeah. been in the league for about four or five years, so he he's kind of been around. I, I don't know if he. I, I know he won't take a small contract next year. I know that because he's on a one year contract. um Right. So, but that's that's later on
0: right exactly and and yeah you're you're exactly right he you know he's a rookie coming out of a small school western kentucky he played big he played big in college um this you know he scored a lot of touchdowns in college and you don't know how much of his game translates to the nfl you know you don't know that and that and since that's unknown you don't know if he's gonna fall into that strong a backup long term backup quarterback role right. or if he's gonna develop into a possible franchise quarterback you don't know that you right. know and and new england new england seems to hit on those kind of guys you know what I'm saying so they yeah. they've done it in the Garoppolo,
1: past yeah. uh right uh Trubisky or no yeah Brissett, Jacoby Brissett yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Jacoby Brissett uh uh yeah um and then Garoppolo you know, and, yep. you know, and back in the day, Tom Brady, you know what I'm saying? Right.
1: So, yeah. I mean, it may be true that like after a few games, they'll get enough tape on Zappi that they can kind of, you know, prepare for it a little bit better. And,
0: and that's, that's kind of my take on it right now is right. they don't know. He's only played two games.
1: Right. You know what I'm and saying? At, I mean, at the same time, your defense is gelling. Um,
0: right. You and you don't need, right. All you need is for your quarterback to not turn the ball over. When your defense is playing like that, you've got a strong running game like they do. They need somebody to play smart football. Like, they, if they would have, you know, if he, if Zappi didn't have such a big game this week, they probably, they still would have won the game. You know what I'm saying? Because of their strong defense, because of their strong running game, he just happened to also go off. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Not throw interceptions make smart decisions. And, and that just makes that Patriots team a little bit more scarier. You know what I'm saying, and that, and that's that's what it does. It kind of pushes them to the next level, so which is which is good to see. Good job. I, I'm, you know, I I I kind of doubted this this uh, defensive coordinator for offensive coaching staff kind of thing, but I mean, in the end of it, I decided to say, okay, well, it's Belichick. I, it may he knows what he's doing. I'm not going to doubt him. Let's just wait and see, kind of thing. Well they they've proven they they've you know they've put together a, a pretty good a pretty good offense. I I think that is actually I mean literally what it, you know what I said last week they beat the top scoring team in you know in the NFL and this week they've shut down the best running back in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Right. They've done that and they've outscored both of those, you know, both of those teams. So, and and it's not, I mean, they scored 38 points. Zappi put up 38 points. You know what I'm saying? So, or 75% of that is it went through him. You know what I'm saying? So.
1: so Yeah, and they were really on on the ropes there, but they've come back strong.
0: Um, Right, exactly.
1: Yeah, I would argue that in the, uh, there's just not a soft defense at all between the uh, AFC East and the NFC East. All eight of these teams have, uh, if not the best part of their team is their defense at least uh they' are definitely a top half NFL defense I mean I think washington has a great defense or not a, you know they have a solid defense yeah definitely coming up Maybe they the worst are. out of all eight teams but um uh, they're not bad they're they're not easy to play against so right exactly
0: all right man well well I mean like we said at the beginning, you know that we so we got the jets they beat the packers commanders beat the bears the giants somehow hung around and ended up beating lamar jackson's baltimore ravens um then we have the bills beating the chiefs patriots beating the browns and these last two games are you know they're kind of kind of rough for us uh we first of all we see the NFL East team lose in both of these games. And it just happens to be mine and Rich's favorite teams. So, um, but I, I've kind of, you know, I I hope you did the th- same thing with the Cowboys game and I'm going to let you go first, but I, I've kind of broke down everything that I've seen from the Dolphins in this game and, and just trying to pinpoint some of the problems they have to see if they can kind of, uh, they're in a little bit, worse place than the Cowboys are right now at dropping to 500. but um but like I said I'm gonna let you go first so the Cowboys to went to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles and came up short 26 to 17 what you got rich
1: yeah so a whole lot of about what we've already talked about don't turn the ball over don't you know let your defense do its thing and uh you'll be okay even with the backup quarterback um that's not what the Cowboys did Cowboys essentially had three turnovers in the first half, um, all within the on their side of the field too. So uh, right. we we end up giving Philadelphia three possessions in the first half on a sh- on short fields, got ourselves into a twenty to nothing hole. Um, basically, shot ourselves in the foot. The Cowboys did uh, in the first half, but they they came out strong in the second half um, and made a game out of it. Um, the coaching in the first half was from, from offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and head coach was abysmal. Um, right. first play of the game on offense, uh, Kellen Moore calls a reverse, uh, uh reverse to CD lamb, having, having him run out of the backfield. And it got picked up seven yards. I don't really hate the play. I like the idea of, uh, running CD lamb, like a running back, a little Devo, Right. Uh, Samuel action there. It's not bad. But um it set up a uh, second and short and we end up not even making the first down because uh, um Callum, Callum Moore was in his bag. He he decided that Cooper Rush was gonna uh be Joe Montana <laughs> out there. Right. And uh yeah. just had him you know becoming a pass first quarterback, which he is not. He's uh uh he can throw a little bit, he can make plays, but he can't that's not his primary weapon. So, uh, um, I knew when they did that reverse on the first play, I was like, Oh no, <laughs> Oh no. Callen, here comes Kellen Moore. You know, he's, he's, he, he's he got all these plays that he's drawn, drawn up. He's got to use them. Right. Right. And, uh, it, it was just a disaster. So what
0: better time to use them than in prime time. So. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Uh, it's, that's not how the Cowboys have been winning with their backup right. quarterback, but, exactly. uh, uh, he didn't do that. Uh, uh, I, I, it's it's this is why I know he'll someday he'll be a head coach, but he has to understand from an offensive coordinator perspective that uh, your plays have to have meaning, right? You have to be setting up the next play, you know, or or you're setting a tone. You're like, hey, we're going to do everything we can to run down your throat, you know. Uh, you just can't randomly throw out these trick plays and that's not going to be successful in the NFL that might in college maybe, but not in the NFL because teams are just too good. Defenses are too good. Um, there was a critical play there at the beginning, uh, or in the second quarter when Dallas was already behind by 14 and nothing, I think where, um, it was third, third and long and, um, CD lamb caught a pass and went over the first down marker, which I think was the 35 yard line. That was a third down. Um, the 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 line judge that was closest to the ball is a female. She uh she spotted the ball correctly. It was the first down. Right. Okay. Uh the lineman from the other side of the field uh, you know came came together and he moved the ball back a good yard and a half. Right. Okay, so he gave us a terrible spot on third down. So it made third and I think they even inches, I think, at that point. They didn't measure it or anything. Um, I'm not against – I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna get on a soapbox here a little bit. I'm not against female referees in the NFL. I'm all for that. But if you just concede your officiating responsibilities to somebody that has a worse angle than you, and I saw her yeah. do it twice, um, she might not as well be out there. <laughs>
0: Right. You know yes. I mean? yeah, you gotta. I mean, you've seen the play better from where you were, and you need to make sure your voice is, is heard right. in that right. and go with your gut and what you what you've seen with your eyes, right? And your uh, it was
1: almost like she didn't trust it or she couldn't overrule right. somebody, who maybe he had more seniority or whatever. But right. regardless of all that, um Mike McCarthy should have challenged the spot. That's something he right. could have done. Um yeah, so once again, bad coaching, bad coaching by. Uh, Mike McCarthy on this one, uh, he has three timeouts in the first half. You don't get him in the second half, right? right. You do chance, you do lose a chance of, uh, or you take a chance of losing your one of your review challenges. But um, somebody's got to tell them, hey, that ball was clearly over the, the the marker. But instead, they they went with this approach of uh, let's do a hurry up offense. Let's get to the line of scrimmage. Let's go for it on fourth down. I don't necessarily hate that play. Uh, trying to keep the defense honest a little bit so they don't swap players out. Obviously, third down was a passing uh, down. That's the situation you handed off to Ezekiel Elliott. Right, exactly. Get your six inches. If you don't want to challenge the play, you're right there. Go get your six inches and call it a first down. Right. Um, no, no, Callum Moore must do a bootleg. <laughs> uh, with with the guy With the quarterback that does not run, the whole time he's been... Playing uh, this year, he's, he hasn't had one running play. So you put him on a bootleg, He this play just develops so slowly, and then he's forced into a position where he's got to throw it and there's nobody open, so they turn the ball over. Right. Uh, disaster for the Cowboys. Um, fortunately, Philly only got three points out of it because they were right there on the 35. Right. Uh, but that put us down, I think at that point, I think it put us down 17 to nothing, but just a huge momentum changer. And uh, the all the coaches did the same thing in the first half. Even Dan Quinn, who's brilliant, his his uh, um, he had a little trouble with that those screen passes that Philadelphia was putting on him. Uh, it took him a little while to adjust to that. But they all came back in the second half. And well, well what he
0: did with those screen passes—just trying to make a point—I said it on Thursday. They dropped my boy back into coverage, and he almost got a pick. He almost got a pick. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they played um, Micah Parsons all over the field. They really. Um, I, I,
0: but I didn't like. I liked that he almost got that pick. I didn't like um, that he got called for. What was it? He was. Oh, uh, unfortunately, uh,
1: yeah. yeah,
0: unsportsmanlike
1: conduct. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Okay, so the penalties in this this game. Um, 10, 10 penalties on the Cowboys. Two on Philadelphia. Right. Yeah, they're so disciplined. They just they, you know, you see Micah Parsons there with his jersey just shredded. Right. right. Never, never gets a holding call on him, but uh, he gets that unsportsmanlike penalty on him because he was talking to a guy. Uh, right. Bushley, uh Dallas Goddard, <laughs> Dallas Goddard crying to the referees pointing at him like he's, he's being mean to me.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, the guy needs to change his name, uh, change his name from Dallas because he's too soft. He should be ice cream cone. Hello,
0: Goddard. Uh, Yeah,
1: (laughs) some vanilla cone. I don't know, but uh, that's how the game was going. The referees weren't going to give it Dallas any breaks, uh, which is you deal with that. That happens quite a bit, and um, uh, Dallas made it. They spent a lot of time shooting themselves in the foot, and they got themselves in a hole. They couldn't. They just didn't have enough opportunities, and um, really, any more fuel to To overcome that deficit, without right. sort of a without a pick six or a special teams play or something, something that would give them a leg up. So, props to Philadelphia. I'm not sold on them being a a great team. I'm just not. Uh, Jalen. This is Jalen Hurts numbers here: fifteen for twenty five, 155 yards, two touchdowns, um, four sacks. He ran nine times for 27 yards. So not MVP numbers to me, but, right. but this, the Eagles team, and I think this is why they're winning is they are built to play with the lead. Yeah. If they, if they have a lead, then those little screen passes will pick up two or three, four yards every time. Right. So, yeah.
0: And I mean, not only that he has, in my opinion, a number one wide receiver and a number one, a you know, a 1A and a 1B wide receivers. Both of them have big plays in this game, you know, and and they can get open. um no, They both have they
1: touchdowns. Can, they,
0: yeah, that's what I said. They both, they both they have, have big plays in this game. Right. And the thing about it is they match up really well against a good defense because the defense has to choose what they want to do. They can't. Either one of those guys can beat your guy one-on-one, right? And so the defense has to choose on what to do. And even if the defense starts doing a good job, then they got Dallas that they could throw in there. You know what I'm saying? A tight yeah. end that it got, that it runs a decent route and, and has hands also, you know? Yeah. So which,
1: which we had talked about like if Dallas Galbert uh Gaubert uh went off on this game, it was gonna be a long day for for the Cowboys. But the Cowboys actually contained him. I think he only had two catches. Yeah. Um yeah, they did
0: it, they did uh, a good job, but but um as a result, you know the short passing game from the other two right. wide receivers,
1: right? And the the right, uh, you know that AJ Brown touchdown. Was, he got that. He <laughs> Jalen Hurst just throwing that ball behind the line of scrimmage. Like I don't right. think he threw it ten yards the, down the field the whole time, but he can do a little screen pass. And AJ Brown's a big dude, Um, and you know a lot of yeah mistakes. screen
0: screen passes and running game is yeah. is big things yeah. for this for uh, this. You know,
1: teams. I, I think Dallas had a lot more uh, effectiveness. Uh, they started blitzing him in the second half. Dallas isn't really a blitz team, but w- by blitzing Jalen Hurts, it kind of made him speed up his clock a little bit, right? Because um, he's there. He's got two things. He's he's got one read or run. That's what right. he's doing there. Um, yeah. So putting that kind of pressure did kind of speed up his game a little bit. But the really the way you beat Philadelphia on their game is get the lead. You know, yeah. they're not they're not running the ball all game long if they're behind. So you right. need to jump on them early and that's that's your best chance to beat them. I'm not so right. I'm not sold on them being a, a dynamic powerhouse team like Buffalo or Kansas City. Right.
0: No, no, me neither. Me neither at all. They definitely they have a good running back, um, a, a good second running back who it happens to also be their quarterback.
1: Yeah, the and RB1. they got a
0: good they got a good short pass game, which basically is an extended run. And um, two really good receivers to get the ball in their hands. So, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's what they got. And it's, it's good. And their defense is good. You know, yeah. their defense isn't elite isn't great, but it's good. It's really good. And so, yeah, like, like you said, with a good defense, a good running game, a uh, running game in different ways, you know what I'm saying? And if you right. can jump out, if you can jump out with a lead early, that's why they're not scoring points in all these other quarters. You know what I'm saying? Their defense is just making sure you're not scoring points. Also, hopefully, yeah. and and that's they, how they're winning games. So right, and great. they
1: do make it hard on you to score, especially if uh, right. you know. they, they I felt like to me that Philadelphia's front line's good and their DBs are good. Their they're linebackers, I'm a little iffy on, but um, yeah, uh, you're not just gonna or at least Cooper Rush isn't gonna be throwing darts down the field on their secondary. Right. Um, they're they're a little bit better than that, uh, right. although I don't think they're the best secondary in the league or anything like that. But but they're good enough. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, so to wrap it up, I would say like the the coaches were really disappointing that first half, all all three of them. But they did they did uh, they regrouped pretty well, surprisingly. You know, uh, uh, Callum Moore started running the ball. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott was great in the second half. You know, Um, Cooper Rush. I'll never say anything bad about him because he won four games for us, but he probably the biggest the biggest hand in losing for the cowboys
0: yeah the turnovers the turnovers the, the
1: were turnovers great. were killers um and he he was not on his throws were just they were floating you know they yeah. he wasn't he wasn't throwing dimes out there at all so yeah that made it but that there made was
0: quite it. a few quite a few times he was throwing the ball and they should have been running it so it wasn't yeah. all on yeah
1: him. <laughs> right which which goes to the coaching uh count you know we, we're gonna get Dak Prescott back next week i, I don't want too much to change you know, if he, I want him to coach it and maybe Mike McCarthy will uh put his foot down on it, I guess, a little bit and say, you know, hey, uh, we're not throwing for 400 yards this game, we're, right. we're throwing for 200, right? You know, yeah, that's awesome. So, all right, cool, congrats well, congr- to congr-
0: yeah, congratulations to the, the Eagles. city team. Yep, now you're getting into the Eagles are getting into the category where I don't like them because I need them to lose. Um, because there is only one true undefeated team, and um, this week, did you know that our uh, week seven, they're going to be celebrating that on Sunday Night Football? Um, Miami is celebrating the 50th year anniversary of the, you know, of the 1972 perfect season. So
1: that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was so, hoping but, uh, I was hoping the Dolphins could have drank some champagne. Sunday night. Yeah, that that would
0: have been that would have been really cool. And it it does kind of suck. I mean, it's kind of cool that they play on Sunday night, but Philly's on a bye. So they, you know, it would be kind of cool if Philly had to play lost and then Sunday night they would be able to do it. But
1: I I have no fear of Philly losing some games. They've still got to play the Giants. They have to play the Giants twice and uh, and they have to go to Dallas and they have to play Washington at least one more time. So right. So yeah, they've got they've still got to work their way through the division. But right. outside of that, their schedule is not that not overly difficult, but they're not a good, good enough team to go undefeated. I <laughs> can tell right. you that right now. Cool.
0: Well, congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles and continue to fly. Eagles fly. Just lose one game. That's all I need you to do. At least or Christmas Eve. All right. So the Vikings um, played the Dolphins, and the Dolphins – Came up short, sixteen to twenty-four in Hard Rock Stadium. Um, man, a lot to unpack in this game for the Dolphins. It's this is the third game in a row that the Dolphins ended the game, ended the game with a different quarterback than they started with. Third game in a row. It's also the third game in the row that the win late into the game was right there for the taking and the dolphins fall, you know, fall short. They, they fall flat. Uh, this week it was, um, it was Jalen Waddle (laughs) Jalen Waddle, which is pretty weird. And I definitely don't, I definitely don't hate him, but he had a, He had a rough game, man. I mean, and if you look at his stats, you'll be like, what are you talking about, man? He had 129 yards, blah, blah, this, blah, blah. Yeah, man, but you got to watch this game. He had a ball hit him right on the chest. Just a beautiful pass and bounced off his chest, bumbled around. A couple different people tipped it, and, you know, the – Vikings come down with it, and, and, and it counted as an interception and looks bad on the quarterback, but that throw was not at all <laughs> on on the quarterback. It was 100% Jalen Waddell. He should have pulled that in. And then later on to kind of ice the game, he uh, another beautiful pass, beautiful catch, running the ball in open field, and instead of going for the tackle, the, the Vikings defender went for the strip. And that's what he did. Um, Waddle didn't have the ball protected. Uh the guy took his outside arm, swung it around, popped the ball out. Um, they recovered, and that kind of killed the game right there. So for the Dolphins. So once again, they fall short. Um, you know, the Jets was the same thing, but it was, you know, it was a different, different player kind of dropped the ball. Um, you know, even the Cincinnati game was the same thing. But a different player or a different, you know, position drops the ball. But this week it was Jalen Waddle. That's okay, Jalen. You know, um you're still, you know, one, you know, in my opinion, one of the best wide receivers in the league. So, um, and only getting better. So it's all right. Uh, guys have games like that, you know what I'm saying? And that's
1: yeah, they that's, were uh, they were crucial turnovers there. I I was listening right. to the game there. Yeah, it was uh, a it came time. A time. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, the, the game was still there for the taking. You know, the mm-hmm. win was there for the taking, and and but once again, they come up short. Now we the Dolphins do have a little bit of good news because, um, you know, Thursday I kind of bagged on the defense. Uh, the defense. Well, both defenses played pretty good, but the Dolphins' defense played a whole lot better this week. You know what I'm saying? A whole lot better this week, with especially with um, the big playability that the Vikings have. You know what I'm saying? With Justin yeah. Jefferson and and um, the running game, they, they held the Vikings to only two big plays. And check this out. The Vikings went three and out ten times.
1: That's, that's amazing. The, that's yeah. pretty
0: that's pretty good defense right there. You know, yeah, you gotta like and, that.
1: That's promising.
0: Right. And so you you know, you have your depending on what time in the game, your second or third string quarterback in there, and your defense is doing what they need to do for you to win this game. You know what I'm saying? And then and then you you fall up short because you, you know, somebody um messes up and has and has the turnovers. That you know, they basically give now. I mean, Vikings played the Vikings played pretty good defense, also. You know, their, their defense played pretty good, not you know, 10 three and out good. I mean, because the kind of like the Cowboys game, the um, the Dolphins kind of shot themselves in the foot over and over in this game. I mean, I, I have some, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, okay, so 10 three and outs, right. And just like the Cowboys, um, penalties. Penalties were a backbreaker in this game. They they had 10 penalties for 99 yards, okay? But check this out. Five of those penalties come in one drive.
1: <laughs> was that the opening drive? Because they were collecting uh, penalties, the first or second drive, I'm sure, right? It was
0: like the second drive, I believe, yeah. One drive, five penalties, wiping out gains, Of 20-yard gains, 22-yard gains. This is all the same drive, okay? We get into the red zone, okay? But every play, there's a big play. Oh, there's a penalty. Move the ball back. Big play. Oh, there's a penalty. Move the ball back. Five times. So you get into the red zone, but you end this drive outside of field goal range and have to punt. Yeah. (laughs) Because penalties have pushed you back so far. This game should have been 10 to nothing straight off the bat, Dolphins. Is it the quarterbacks, the backup quarterback that was Skylar Thompson at this time was playing that good. He was playing that good and hitting receivers left and right, but just stupid, undisciplined sloppy play. Really just the dolphins beat themselves. They beat themselves just, um, you know, in this and, you know, I'm going to continue this week to bag on the special teams because because Jason freaking Sanders can't seem to make a field goal over 50 yards. And I understand that a 50-yard-plus field goal is not a chip shot. But if you're a kicker in the NFL, you have to make some. You can't miss every single one 50 or more. You know what I'm saying? You have to hit some of them. So come on. And 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 two years ago, this guy got paid. This guy got paid like an elite kicker and since he he has struggled with the 50 plus yard kicks since he got paid so you know i mean with just terrible sloppy play with injuries and um uh injuries you know I, i'm definitely not going to blame injuries um, or, you know, say, well, injuries is why we lost this game. No, no, we lost this game because it was some sloppy, undisciplined, stupid penalties and some really bad, uh, just a bad game by Jalen Waddle, which breaks my heart because I love Jalen Waddle. Yeah. But he he had a bad game. He turned the ball over. I mean, even with all of those penalties and, and that sloppiness that came in the first and second half, miss field goals, um, all those kind of things, we still had a chance to win the game. If Jalen Waddle doesn't turn the ball, over, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know, and and that's, that kind of shows you how bad the Vikings are. I mean, because the Dolphins with backup quarterbacks just kind of like hung in there and still had a chance to win still had a chance. Now their defense really, you know, their defense basically shut down. Like I said, the Vikings had two big plays. That was it. One of them just happened to happen right after Jalen Waddle fumbles that ball and they get it and then the very next play is a big play and then yeah. that's how they jump up you know jump ahead so it 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 sucked but you know i like i'm not going to blame this loss on injuries but i will say that injuries really do matter when it comes uh to the fact that and i bitched about this all offseason and preseason that the dolphins have no depth when it comes to offensive lines their offensive lineman and cornerback they did not do enough in the offseason in neither one of those categories cuz we we came in the offensive line of course we made the big you know, Armstead. we made the big signing and then we got Connor Williams and then we're like uh no Connor you're not going to play your your guard position we're going to move you to center right but and so we, that helped that that and that did really did help but They replace nobody behind those guys. But last year, the Miami Dolphins had the worst offensive line all year long. And if Terrell Armstead gets hurt or anybody else gets hurt, guess who's coming in the same crappy guys that played last year. And that's what it was in this game because, you know, um, Armstead did get hurt and wasn't able to play in this game. And not only, well, not only that, our right tackle Austin Jackson hasn't played since week one. So now we have, our, you know, our second, and our swing tackle and our third string tackle are our two starting tackles in this game. That hints a lot of those penalties fell on just those two guys. But
1: yeah, that's a hard um, task right there to have replaced. Yeah, it's it's, it's a really there.
0: hard task. And 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 your guys are not your backup guys are not not good. They're not serviceable. And that's the problem. They they it's time. Some of the a couple of these guys, it's time to move on. You know, I mean, the problem is, is, um, you know, some of them are pretty high draft picks and you got, you know, you're just going to have to suck it up and, and take that loss and admit that, you know, that your second round uh, guy you picked in the second round was not worth that draft pick and give it up. And it's the same story with, with CBs also. And, you know, um, um, and what's going on there, Byron, Byron Jones kind of, figured out a little bit and heard a little bit more news on that, that, that he's given, he's given the dolphins, the Scotty Pippen treatment. He oh. waited pretty late in the season to have a surgery. And yeah, so he's, he's still it. coming, he's still coming back off a pretty, pretty big surgery and, and not ready to come back, but kind of knew that and, and purposely had the surgery a little bit late in the off season. And, you know, and so that, that kind of sucks. And they, they didn't now here. They at least tried because, when they figured out, okay, we're not going to have Byron Jones, they went out and signed a CB, uh, a cornerback that got hurt the very next game out for the year. You know what I'm saying? No. I mean, they they you know there's there's um, and not only uh, yeah um, we uh, the Dolphins also had Nick Needham, which um, in this game here, Nick Needham, which is their third CB. He's the the um, the third CB that place, and he is out with an Achilles for the rest of the season um, was put on IR. So they're taking another hit of one of their starters. And so, and they're just shuffling guys around and they have, um, uh, Igbenogany, um, Noah Igbenogany, who two years ago they took in the first round was supposed to be their cornerback of the future. And he's a bust. And now they're forced to, to start him, you know, and, um, with uh because x was out you know and x has been out and been hurt hopefully for this next game we'll talk more have more information on that thursday if x is coming back that's good but you got a lot of juggling to do you have a whole lot of juggling to do so i'm not going to blame injuries for that loss that's what we need to talk about is this game and i'm not going to blame it for loss. but i am going to say injuries are pretty damn bad when you when you're um general manager does not do a good job at creating depth in the offseason for two key roles because your offensive line and your cornerbacks this is a passing league cornerbacks matter and your offensive line matters because your quarterback can't throw the ball if he's constantly smothered so there you go
1: yeah yeah i feel like a uh offensive linemen especially you have to I i feel like you have to get them through the draft you have to build build your offensive line. So if you're wasting your picks on people that are going to be backup offensive linemen in the NFL, you know, right. um, that that's going to bite. You're going to pay for that because <laughs> right. those picks are valuable. That's what you do with the, your high f- number one picks and stuff. But I feel like with McDaniels in there, he'll have a better eye for offensive linemen than maybe your general manager does. So if they if they listen to him a little bit, uh, yeah, I would, I would cut bait at some point. If you Wait, I mean,
0: you, you have to, you have to cut bait and that's the problem. That's what they're not doing. That's, I mean, right. we're waiting for our right starting right tackle Austin Jackson to come back. Uh, he was supposed to be our freaking long-term left tackle of the future. If you right. wouldn't have missed on that damn pick, we would have never had to sign Armstead to, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, y- you have to admit that. And then the whole, um, you know, the whole Noah Agadi. the only reason why he's even still on this team is because he was picked in the first round two years ago. That's the, oh, give up, admit that you you picked a bust, and move on. You know right. what I'm saying? I mean, that's right. what you have to be willing to do. But uh, the general manager of the Miami Dolphins, he's just not willing to do that. He holds on to these, and and the problem is, is these are key positions, You can't do that. You might be able to do that with a linebacker if you can rotate him in and out and keep the ball out of his hand. These are top-notch key – You know your cornerback, your offensive line, your defensive line, and your cornerbacks are the four most important positions on the field. You know what I'm saying? And we're talking about two of them. We're talking about the people that protect your quarterback. You know what I'm saying? And we're talking about the people that don't let other quarterbacks burn you. You know,
1: I mean, right. so. And, and this is on. a team that, this is a, that's a problem that a lot of teams have. If, you know, if they don't hit on their offensive linemen in the draft, because there's just not a lot of good offensive linemen walking around waiting to play. Exactly. You know, exactly. You, you know, if you're a good offensive lineman, you're on a team now. And, you know, the, the, the trade values are super high on them. Right. Uh, even almost too high because people don't want to get rid of them. Because they, you know, if you have a good swing tackle, you you keep that you keep that guy even if he's not playing <laughs> you right. know, you don't trade it you don't trade him uh you know because you'll be in that you'll be in the situation that the other team is in so yeah um all right well that that's
0: that's all I got to say about that game there i mean yeah I give the Vikings props good job um yeah which really i'm not did. told on
1: the Vikings either they're not a top 10 team in my opinion. They, although no, they, no, they, record of five and one is, you know, that's the, They are
0: by far the worst looking five and one team. I think the Giants right. are better than them. And um, uh, yeah, they, they didn't. They came away with the win, and good job and congratulations for that. But they definitely did not win this game. Yeah. <laughs> the Dolphins, yeah. the Dolphins, straight up beat themselves, and didn't only beat themselves. They beat themselves over and over again. You know what I'm saying? Because they beat themselves. And was able to come back, beat herself again. Was able to come back, and then finally Jalen Waddle gave the ball away. Um, Yeah, and that's what you're starting. If you're
1: starting quarterback is out, everybody else needs to play at a stellar level to make up for that, and uh, it's hard to do. And you know, Waddle's a good player, obviously. And if your
0: second and third string cornerbacks, quarterbacks are not turning the ball over, and I have to see. when you talk about Miami Dolphin quarterbacks, you have to talk plural because it seems like we have two in every game for now. I mean, I mean, I mean, whatever. I'm sick of that too. I, I, I need, I need a quarterback to start and finish the same game. I mean, come on. Right. Let's get this together. But, um, when they're not creating turnovers when they're not throwing interceptions we don't need you to do it we don't need you to fumble we don't need you to you know what I, mean? I mean that's the worst thing to, that's yeah. the worst thing to have. yeah it, so. it's tough
1: but hopefully growing pains and you know waddle's still young and stuff and that they'll they'll learn from this It'll be a good learning experience right, uh, exactly did, did you see the clip i think i posted it uh it was the uh mcdaniel's press conference where he came out and he said uh i have an idea why don't we talk about minnesota <laughs> right exactly yeah. and then the first question is uh, house tua right exactly. you know who's not yeah. who's clearly not going to play against minnesota so he was he was obviously frustrated there i don't blame him for that that's a stupid question from the reporters especially if you, you come out and say like we got a game we want to talk about the game and nobody cares about that in yeah. my apparently it's all uh, let's create create some dra- drama and controversy
0: right right and and i mean I liked how coach McDaniel makes fun of that and like jokes about it and says, you know, yeah, basically what I got out of that was, you know, in a joking way, he told them you all do a shitty job. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I mean, oh, he
1: put, him on, like he, so, he put him on blast for sure.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, I think,
1: it, and it, then he fell right for it because they're morons.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. So. And, that, and that can so, get,
1: I can get that frustration for sure. from McDaniels. Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So we, we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. I think that was a good episode. Um, takeaways from the East, week six edition. Um, week six is now in the books. And on Thursday, we, we will be back Thursday. Um, we'll do a little bit of news from the East and have some um, have some more information about injuries. We're not going to come out and, you know, try to talk about who's getting a divorce and things like that. Not that kind of news. If you're looking for that news, you're on the wrong podcast, buddy. Um, the news we're talking about is, is Dak Prescott going to be able to start on Sunday? What about Sunday night? Is Tua going to be back? Um, What's going on, you know, with the quarterback? um, Is Mac Jones, what, what's the time frame about him? Of course, right now we already have a little bit of news. Quarterback uh Carson Wentz is out four to six weeks, broken finger, and like I talked about with Nick Needham, the cornerback room in the Miami Dolphins take another hit, is put on IR and out for the season with a torn Achilles so Thanks. Yeah, which really sucks. So, But we'll have a lot more news, and we will um, talk about games of the week. We're going to – week six is in the books. We're going to take a look at week seven and kind of preview all of those games and games of the week. So something to look forward to. Sounds pretty good, right, Rich?
1: Can't wait. Let's do it.
0: All right, cool. All right, everybody, make sure you follow NFL East Podcast, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcast. Like I said before, if you're on Facebook, join the NFL East Facebook group, YouTube. Thanks for watching, everybody, on YouTube. And make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Once again, I am Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. McDolphin73. And to make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. Any last words, Rich?
1: Dak season.
0: <laughs> Dak's and Dak is back. The Dak, Dak is Dak. right. <laughs> to a time. Hopefully. Just one quarterback. Yeah. That's 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 all I want is one quarterback to start and finish a game. Is that yeah. too much to ask in the yeah. NFL? Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's too much to ask, right?
1: Nah, we're, it's gonna happen. All right, cool. That's going to be great. All right,
0: well, we will have more news about those quarterbacks and a whole lot more on Thursday. Until then, peace. Out.